0: The 911 Calls Podcast with the operator and his senior assistant, Jack Luna. Oh, my mom got the doctor. Your mom got the doctor? Mm hmm. Are you there alone? Uh, I know,
1: Oh, hi there, Luna. Oh, hey.
2: I sneak up on you there.
1: Yeah, I didn't see you there in front of my face. Eyes. <laughs> how you doing? Good. Yourself? Do you ever do you ever find that it's kind of funny like ha- to to answer that question after we've just finished uh, an hour and a half of an uncut episode <laughs> and then I say how are you doing? Yeah. And <laughs> do? Uh I also find it
2: funny that we come into the main portion of of each episode, completely drained from talking to each other so much, but yeah, here we go
1: here we go the the the, uh, the script is what props us up. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm actually really excited about this episode. There's a bunch of well, okay, you can't ever really be excited about the content, but the i've I've done a pretty darn good job on this script. It's pretty sweet, <laughs> just, All <right>. just kidding. <laughs> I didn't. It's uh, uh, Honestly, before I started this one, I thought, oh, maybe we'll do something different where I don't do any research, and we both act shocked. And then I look up the research as we go, and I was like, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> no. That will not work. <laughs> Jack will freak out. <laughs> Jack will freak out. <laughs> uh, so, okay. Anyway. Um, hey, Luna. Hey. Do you want me to tell you a fun etymology joke? Uh, Yeah, can you tell me what etymology means first, though? Yeah, yeah, good question, good question. I probably should. So etymology is the study of words, like uh, their origins, everything like that.
2: I thought I had something to do with insects for some reason.
1: That's entomology. So you add an N into etymology, and now it's entomology, which is like why that seems like a total stretch. Mm. You go from words to bugs, but you can do it with one N. That's all you need. Just remember it because it sounds like ant Yeah. Exactly. Entomology. Yeah. With an E, of course. I don't want to split hairs with you though, but yes, correct. Right, sort right. of. Okay, here's my etymology joke. You ready? Yep. When you misspell a word, the errorists win.
2: <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right.
1: That's very good. The
2: Errorists. Did you make that one up? The
1: Errorists. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah, I did. I looked. Okay. Well, the episode that we're going to be dealing with actually talks about abuse and stuff like that. So I was trying to come up with something funny, and I originally Googled domestic abuse jokes. Hilarious. I love those jokes. Can't find. Nah. Nobody made a list. I'm not. I guess I'm not shocked. Also. I'm a little shocked that somebody didn't go out on a limb and try to make a whole list of domestic abuse jokes. But at the same time, I was like, even if I found that list, would I use one? The probably answer is no. Yeah. So I thought I'd go with the etymology joke. Because next to domestic abuse, etymology is the next most engaging topic I could come up with.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's a lot of dead baby jokes, or at least there used to be. I remember those were really big.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah. I No, I have not looked those up either. All right. So uh, actually, though, today's etymological journey takes us to the word abuse. Like I mentioned, I found this word abuse interesting when looking up the etymology of it, though, in that the origin words seem to breathe kind of new life into the actual word. And I find this with etymology a lot. It's kind of neat because suddenly a word gets all new meaning uh you know and it, it there's more impact now that i know like more words that mean that word if that makes sense mm-hmm. uh so we get the word abuse from late middle english uh from the latin word abus meaning misused and from the verb abuti which translates to wrongly. So (laughs) we end up with a word that basically means wrongly misused. I find the misused part to be really impactful. It immediately sounds like the actions of someone who doesn't care. To misuse something means you're a douche or a litter bug or imbalanced or just selfish, right? Mm -hmm. Or all of the above. The part that hangs me up about it, though, is The fact that the term abuse roughly translates to wrongly misused, as if there's a right way to misuse something or someone. Right. I guess rightly misusing someone is probably the same as being intimately passionate, if you know what I mean. Like somebody that wrongly misused somebody was was the person that says, like, he knows exactly what to do. (laughs) Yeah. Smack that a booty. Get it. Or hop yeah, on this caboose. Yeah, wrongly. Caboose. Wrongly abuse me in that way. Like, my wife is constantly saying that to me. Like, two months after telling me to do a project, she's like, you know exactly what to do. You know exactly what to do. And to me, that's intimate. And she she knows I understand her and she understands me and that I know the task that she asked me to do two months ago that I still haven't done. Right. But yeah, I guess it could also be used as a passionately intimate term. But, you know. That's for that's for crazy people.
2: <laughs> it sounds like you're a victim of abuse.
1: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. I haven't really looked into it. Mm. I'm not quite sure who to call on that one.
2: Yeah. As long as she keeps on giving up that yeah, everything's going to be cool, though.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Oh. And as long as it doesn't turn into an aboos, <laughs> ah, that didn't really land. I was trying to say caboose. Yeah. <laughs> but then again, some people like that. But I don't know. I really feel like I've strayed with this. Yeah. Okay. The call that I had today is, in my opinion, crazy. From the outside looking into this case, it makes you say, like, who the what the how in the and even a little bit of please tell me, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. So this call takes place in the placid state of Florida back in twenty ten. In the county of Volusia or Volusia? Volusia? Volusia. Volusia. Depends know. on which, yeah, depends on which quadrant you're from. Mm. In a bit of a flip of a script, we're actually starting with a call placed by a four year old boy. Normally, we wrap up with some heartwarming call by a heartwarming child who saves her parent in some heartwarming matter. Mm. But this time, uh,
2: not so much. Are you
1: ready for me to press play?
2: I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready, buddy.
1: All right. Here we go.
0: 911, where's the emergency? Huh? 911, where's the emergency? Um, Ashley? I'm sorry? Um, my mom's at the doctor. Your mom's at the doctor? Uh Mm-hmm. Are you there alone? Uh, I'm alone. Who's there with you? Nobody. How old are you? Four. Four. You're, you're four? Mm-hmm. What's your name? I'm sorry? What? Huh? What is your name? Can you, do you know how to spell your name? What's your mom's name? Oh, my mom's name. Yeah, and you're there alone? Mm-hmm where did she go to the doctor at she went to bf and she went to a doctor yeah how long ago did she leave what how long ago did she leave um what's your name? i'm sorry what's your name my name is tara oh. And you What's have your number? It's nine. You called nine one one. Oh. So who were you trying to call? I don't call? need to talk to you anymore. Huh? I don't need to talk to you anymore. Well, wait. I want to talk to you. Huh? I want to talk to
3: you. i well,
0: want talk to you? later. No, stay on the phone. I want to talk to you. Do you know what your address is? Oh, yeah. Yeah? mom have my address. Your mom has your address. Uh mm-hmm. huh. Yeah, did you know that you called 911? No. No? Who were you trying to call? I don't know my mom's number. You don't know your mom's number? I try to call my mom. Has she been gone a long, long time? Yeah. Yeah? And do you have any brothers or sisters? Huh? Do you have any brothers or sisters? Hmm. You know what? What? Yep. I have to talk to my mom for a little bit. What's your mom's phone number? Mm, nine six four Nine six one fourteen? Mm-hmm. And you said you're only four years old? Yeah, you're, I'm only four. You're four? I'm going to turn five in December. You're gonna turn five in December? Mm-hmm. You're a very smart little boy, do you know that? Mm-hmm. And you're there all along, right? Mm-hmm. You don't have any grandmas or grandpas there with you? My grandpa met you my grandma met you. Yeah. Do you live in Deltona? Huh? Do you live in Deltona? Yeah. Yeah. Do you live on... Yeah. Yeah. Like... Where do you live? I live in Edgewater. Do you know where that is? No. That's, that's far away from your house. Right. Do you go to school? Yeah. Yeah? What school do you go to? Huh? What school do you go to? Um, high school. Your school? High school. You go to high school? Yeah. Oh my gosh. You are a smart kid, huh? Mm uh I'm going to talk to my mom. Do what, huh? Yeah, I, I need to talk to my mom. Oh, well, I want to stay on the phone with you until we get there. I get yes. I'm gonna send. I'm gonna send the police out to check on you, okay? I don't need one. Well, I they just want to come talk to you. I don't need one. Why? They're nice. But I don't need it. Why? Are you scared?
1: Oh gosh. Oh my god, man. <laughs> so many things. Like I'm. I'm. His he's so
2: sweet. Oh, he's so and sweet. He's he's trying almost, to pull back now too. He's kind of seeing that he's might get people in trouble. it Feels like man. Ugh.
1: Yeah, right. Like, and he's he's smart enough. The kid is smart enough to call nine one one. He's smart enough to call nine one one. You know, he knows the significance of police coming yeah. by, and that like you could you could just tell. Like, he's alone in a house. Yeah. Suddenly, the police are coming because of something he he's did. Like, no. And whatever world he's lived in, mm-hmm. that can't equate to, like, good. He, right? He you actually
2: know. gets a little upset. He's like, no. Yeah. You know, he's being polite. Yeah. And he's you like, no, tell. not that.
1: Oh, my goodness. Just heartbreaking. And mom went to the doctor. And he he, lived, he goes to high school. and Yeah. Just what a sweet kid. And, like, you can tell by the way that he his dialogue is at age 4 with a total stranger.
2: Yeah. 5 he's in a, December.
1: Yeah, he's a smart kid. Like this kid's got got some smarts, right? Mm-hmm. Which makes you if we look away from the call for a moment and that this boy is home alone.
2: Yeah.
1: How how in the world do you think this 4-year-old who is left home alone, mom's apparently at the doctor, says mom maybe how does this four-year-old like know how to call 911 i mean we can kind of surmise some of the kids that we cover on this show have been trained to call 911 but i'm kind of scratching my head on the scenario that might have developed where this little boy knew to call 911 if for a moment we we absorb the reality that mom said i'm going to the doctor and left a four-year-old boy at home like how does that you. kid
2: i think I'll t- i how? think you know I think I'll, I'll yeah. tell you I, I knew to call 911 when I was a kid because I had someone screaming at me to go call 911 mm. so maybe somebody some situation had happened in the past where this has happened where he's had to be the one to go call or he's overheard people having yet. maybe it's happened before Some mm. like it's not like he's been sat down and said hey if I fall over, call 911 the thing that you and I would do maybe there's right. been some kind of Traumatic situation happened in the past where
1: 911 has had to be called, and he's aware of it that way is what I'm guessing. I'm going to have to agree with you on this one. I'll give you some backstory, and then you can determine how you feel about it. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. All right. So the boy's mother, and I'm using that term loosely, is named Jocelyn Villott. She's 25 and from this incident she was charged with neglect by the Volusia County courts after her son told this 911 operator that he was trying to get in touch with her and that he wanted to call his mother but that he could not remember her phone number and at one point on that call you can hear him say can i talk to my mom now right like he like he thought that somehow this was a way to that they would that this was a service that yeah. in an emergency They'll, they'll, they'll connect you with your mom, Mm -hmm. you know, bless his heart. Yeah. He's four. He's four. So he says, my mom's at the doctor. Well, when deputies arrived at the home in Deltona, Florida, the four-year-old told them his mother went to the doctor and was going to buy beer afterward. So (laughs) I guess she's trying to, you know, at least be honest with the kid. I don't know. So deputies arrested Jocelyn on neglect charges, and she claimed an aunt was supposed to be watching her son. But the deputies spent an hour combing the neighborhood, interviewing several houses in the neighborhood, and could not corroborate Jocelyn's story. And when pressed, she gave several different names for the aunt that was supposed to be babysitting. All right. To me, it sounds like the boy might have been being babysat by Aunt Television and Uncle Pile of Cereal on the floor. And just
2: more entomology speak here.
1: Yeah. There's yeah, yeah. There's probably entomologies all over the place. <laughs> I've got a lot of etymological answers as to what I would call this woman. Uh-huh. Uh, You know? But uh, being a Christian woman, I just can't bring myself to do it. Uh-huh. That's my favorite line from Wizard of Oz. Mm-hmm. I use it all the time. Yeah. Deputies believe that the boy spent at least five hours alone. That was antiem that you're talking about, right there. To another ant. Yeah, Antm, which also sounds kind of like entomology. There you go. Weird. Whoa. Look at this full circle. <laughs> What's going on?
2: Entomology.
1: Like in, we're like in a vortex of time and meaningfulness. Man,
2: it's like he just—that's going to be the title of this anti m yeah,
1: Vortex of Time. Anti M. Ooh, I'm gonna use that. I'm gonna do that. Anti-M. Ology. Anti Mology. Ha. Huh. Okay, we got the title. Wow, sometimes it just comes together, you know. Yeah, let's wrap this up. Hey, hey Luna.
2: Hey.
1: Hey, here's a fun fact to know and share. Do you know why we use the terms BC? And A.D. when we talk about years, like when we say things like the dinosaurs lived in the year 400 B.C., <laughs> Do you know what that even means when we say that?
2: 400 B.C. I don't. Know. Yeah, but I mean, you're probably going to say something like before Christmas and after dinosaurs. I don't know.
1: <laughs> How dare you? Uh, but the, okay, so actually, the idea to count years from the birth of Jesus was first proposed in the year 525 by Dionysius Exegus. Just 400 years past
2: the extinction of dinosaurs, (laughs) when when Santa Claus came crashing to earth and obliterated
1: them. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) A big, dumb chariot he drives with the reindeer horses. Uh, Dionysius was a Christian monk. And uh, it was standardized under the Julian and Gregorian calendars, which are two different calendars that people followed. The system Mm -hmm. spread throughout Europe and the Christian world during the centuries that followed. So A.D. stands for Anno Domini, uh, the Latin for in the year of our Lord. So that's if you ever hear people say in the year of our Lord, they're saying Anno Domini and that's Latin and A.D. is the short for that. So we still say A.D. While BC stands for most of the time before Christ is what they're saying. I thought so, AD,
2: I was always taught that uh, BC was before Christ and AD was after death.
1: That's After death, yeah. which is, yeah, just another way, you know, yeah. but it, it's actually maybe a little bit more of a loose way of not having to talk about Jesus too. Because, right. you know, that can be an uncomfortable conversation for a lot of people. Turns that out. don't believe in Jesus because the whole world uses it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm squirming. Yeah, me too. Uh, so let's see. So BC, if you had to pronounce BC, how would you like? How do you do that? Is it book? Oh my! Or gosh, bus- Get out of here! Would you say? Uh, also, if you had to pronounce AD, how do you say that? Oh, oh, we gotta pay the bills. <laughs> AD. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness, that was a good. Did you even see that coming? <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> Oh shoot. All right, we gotta pay the bills. Okay, back at it. Okay, it's rarely in my life that I have come across a situation where I feel confident in calling a woman a total piece of crap. Mm. I mean, there's there's been a few, like passed-out druggies in hot cars with infants, mm. child murderers, mommy bloggers. But I gotta say, in this is one of those where I'm like, why hasn't society just locked this lady version of a poop? up and thrown away the key. I don't...
2: Uh, yeah, watch, your, watch your swears there, up.
1: I know. I'm getting a little amped. I felt mommy blogger emotions coming back, and I was like, okay, you gotta curtail it because mm. you got you got more episode to go. Yeah,
2: you're better than that.
1: I'm better than that. I'm not really, but well, we'll, we'll see, because I wrote this script whether or not I'm better than that. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's start by saying that she lost custody of her four-year-old shocked yeah me neither okay jocelyn was given probation which she violated then she was given a year in the department of corrections and then from there everything just continues like some wild ride where it seems that jocelyn herself is some superhero tasked with keeping all of the judges and court people employed because she seems committed to making sure they have stuff to do at all times okay <sighs> Let me run through how much of a strain Jocelyn has put on the court system, the police department, the taxpayers, and the community at large. You ready for this? I'm ready. Okay. <clears throat> In 2000, let me make sure I've got my, all my dates lined up here.
2: I've got okay. a picture of her lined up here. And yeah, I feel like I just a like, tried a Wikipedia meth addict.
1: Yeah, right. You might as you sh- might as well have. Actually, that's why originally she got probation was because Florida is, I don't know. They're trying not to just throw every druggie into jail, which I honestly think is counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. So they're like, okay, probation with stipulations. You know, drug drug rehabilitation, blah blah blah. Right. She she kicks the crap out of that that whole thing, violates it right away. Um, okay, so in twenty in, in two thousand five. She uh, was convicted of possession of drugs, possession of paraphernalia, um, criminal criminal felonies in Florida. Um, in two thousand seven, she was uh, she violated a parole. In two thousand nine, uh, she was the petitioner actually in. Uh, looks like a paternity case, which she loses. 2010, she dealing in stolen property and petty theft. Uh, one is a misdemeanor, one is a felony. Um, moving on to 2013, she's built up enough steam for uh, another round of neglect of a child. Great. Um, the same child? twenty. 20- uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know because this was 2010 when when this all okay. happened.
2: All this just makes me feel so bad for that kid, you know. Oh
1: right, right. Uh, 2013, we're back to possessions of a scheduled schedule five substance and uh, intro of con, intro, introduction of contraband, uh, and then some more stuff um, in 20. Oh, uh, oh, oh, a lot of these charges, and this is interesting. You'll find this with people. The charge is. Uh, the the charges are put aside so that somebody can go through probation or rehabilitation. And so the stipulation is, hey, we're going to put these to the side and they won't activate unless you violate your parole. Mm-hmm. So then we had a whole series of reactivations of violated paroles, uh, violate uh, of charges that ended up sticking because she violated her right. parole. Her, her, terms, obstruction of an officer with violence, um, driving uh, while under the influence, and petty theft. She rounded out uh, the uh, 2013s that way. Then she moves. She goes to Orange County, 2014, criminal felony, Uh, 2017, criminal trafficking, criminal felony in 2018, one, two, three. Four, four criminal felonies, uh, in 2018, along with a paternity suit, which she didn't apply for, uh, Isaac Espinoza did. Okay, mm-hmm.
2: a lot going on. Yeah, she's taking a lot of little jaunts out to get beer and go to the doctor, and going wayward in the process. It sounds like
1: there's a domestic violence case that hits the courts, where sadly Jocelyn was the perpetrator against a man named Isaac Espinoza. Hmm. And then that leads us to another court case two weeks later where Isaac takes her to court to get custody of his kid from her and wins. Mm-hmm. And we aren't even done with 2018. Check this out. I have another bit of audio involving Jocelyn from 2018. You ready for oh this? Oh, my
2: gosh. She's a real piece of work. Yeah, I'm glad you have she's more of street. this. Let's check in on Jocelyn and yeah. see what she's like.
1: Okay. Yeah, let's see what's she up to in 2018. Here we go.
3: He showed you the exclusive cell phone video of that shooting back in May outside the Marshalls in the Colonial Plaza. Police say the driver gave them no choice but to fire when he nearly hit them. And now we are finding out what was said inside that van as officers say they were forced to fire. News 6's Eric Sandoval uncovered all of this tonight. He is live at the Colonial Plaza with more.
4: Eric. Yeah, Lisa and Eric, these two women who were inside this van say that they didn't even try to save the driver's life. They said instead they knew he was dead, so they took the opportunity to make a run for it. Tonight, we got the video that shows police arresting them. We're sent <laughs> with a the female at the pavilion. She's bleeding. Can we are? get a description? Cameras worn by Orlando police officers first show the arrest of 26-year-old Brittany Chandler. She was sitting under a pagoda at Langford Park near downtown, and officers were trying to get her help to track down her friend. It's better if you tell us where she's at, She's she can get worse. the dog get, no dog, dog get She, do she didn't keep going that way? I,
0: I, we divided up
4: Delta forty-four minutes later, we see officers apprehend thirty-two-year-old Jocelyn Velot a couple blocks away, and they find out she is armed. She's got a knife in her bra. Wearing your bra. Investigators say both women were inside this van in Colonial Plaza on May 7th, trying to escape after shoplifting. <laughs> Officers say they were forced to open fire when the driver, Juan Alberto Silva, nearly pinned them between two cars as he drove away. So what was said inside the van that led up to that shooting? News 6 got a hold of the and Chandler's police interviews. Chandler tells investigators Silva's hands were already up, but he kept fidgeting. He kept going back and forth between getting ready to pull the knob, the thing down, she said. Eventually, he did it. I really didn't think he was going to, and he did. We found out Chandler and Silva actually met on a dating website. They've been hanging out together for the last month or so before this incident happened. Important to note, Silva is married, and his wife actually told News 6 he was working construction here in Orlando to send money back to support her and their five children. Bilat and Chandler are still in the Orange County Jail tonight. Uh
1: Oh, my gosh. So the uh, the shooting happened on May 7th in front of the Marshall's Department store. Um, And the Orlando police said they were trying to apprehend two suspected shoplifters who got inside a van being driven by Juan Alberto Silva. So Jocelyn's one of the shoplifters. Mm. Um, So when police officers approached with guns drawn, they said that Silva ignored their commands and drove away, which is corroborated by the other woman who said he put the thing, he pulled the thing down, meaning he... Pulled the knob. Yeah, he put the car in drive.
2: That, uh, whenever someone calls something a knob, always reminds me of this movie Fubar, where the guy's asking him, you know, how do you like this, you know? Like the music he's playing, he's like, oh, yeah. You, you, you know, the, the the suck knobs turned all the way up to 10. You know, I think you broke the knob off. This is how much that sucks. You broke the knob off, Farrell. The knob.
1: I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, Fubar. Fubar. So good. Hmm. So, yeah, he, he pulled on the knob and put it into drive. There's a police camera footage of this happening. And so imagine, if you can, if you will, There's a police officer wedged between the minivan with the window open and he's got his gun drawn trying to get this guy out and be just right. He's wedged between that and another car in this parking lot. And this guy puts it into drive and turns so hard left that it pins the the officer between his car, the minivan and the one that's parked next to him. So the officer opens fire, which in retrospect and looking at the video Anytime you put an officer's life in danger with a vehicle, it's either going to be vehicular manslaughter because you killed him or the officer is going to get the drop on you. So,
2: yeah, we saw the video there, too. And I mean, the officer immediately starts shooting, but he is pinned. It's it's a freaky situation. I think a lot of people would look at that and be like, I don't think they needed to shoot. But I think the reaction of that officer is like, I'm being pinned and crushed here. Boom, boom, boom. Get him to stop crushing me
1: yep and so it was actually justified, so then we have the body cam footage. uh we'll post all this on patreon too so so that people can see the actual the the news the news coverage and I don't use news coverage all that often because what I've found is that the meat of the real meaningful part of especially nine one one calls. They chop it up so bad because they've got they want to cover something in two minute chunks. And, you know, that very, very rarely covers the whole thing. But seeing as so, this is kind of an an addendum to the 911 call that we were listening to. I thought that was, you know, relatively acceptable. So so that, yeah, the body camera footage shows their the apprehension of uh, Brittany Chandler. And then Jocelyn is apprehended as well with a knife in her bra. What do you know? Uh okay, so she was charged with third degree murder in this case, third degree grand theft and resisting an officer. Wow, so she was charged with third degree murder. jeez how does that and, and so I had to kind of that, I had to wrap my head around that one. So how that works is because what they were doing contributed to the murder of this individual. That becomes third degree murder.
2: Can I, man? Because I was just covering third degree murder on a full dark topic on tier thirteen of Patreon. I don't know if I should even tell this. It'd be really quick though. This woman, her name is Lisa Snyder, uh, hanged. Well, it's still in the in the in the court system right now, but it's pretty obvious that she hanged both of her kids—an eight-year-old and a four-year-old—was charged with first degree murder of the eight-year-old and charged with third degree murder on the four-year-old, almost like. The reason why the four-year-old died is because she was used to prop up her other kid, who she meant to kill, and as a byproduct of that, died herself, like incidentally, oh by being strung up as well. It's a terrible case, the Lisa Snyder case. But yeah, man, some of these charges come in, and it's it's hard to understand how they're they're laid down, but they gotta lay something down.
1: Sometimes they seem like frivolous or like kind of wonky. But years have gone into the development of a lot of these charges, you know, and it's not just, a, you know, people getting creative. It's like, how do we deal with this kind of a situation where, you know, Jocelyn is literally her actions are contributing to the death of this, this individual.
2: Right. Uh, Sorry. And just to be clear on what I just said, because I kind of like whiffed on that because it's such a hard thing to say. She, she, she strung both of her kids up with a dog leash over a beam. Mm. And the one child was heavier and they both had the nooses around their necks. So the heavier child pulled down on the smaller child. The smaller child got stuck to the ceiling, hanging, being hung herself and the boy being hanged. (laughs) It's just so, so she gets a charge of first degree on the boy and third degree on the
1: daughter. Yeah, because uh, cause it was definitive that she murdered the one, but that it was the actual, the physics of the thing yeah. ch- was the reason. So her she's got a good lawyer. Uh, no, then, she, because yeah. the lawyer is saying, hey, actually... Oof, that's oh, that's so terrible! It's dark, physics played into how the other child died. They argued that. Could you imagine oh, being that lawyer and like, yeah. how do you go home to your own family after that? I don't know. Like, how do you have dinner? I don't know. How do you How do you not put a bullet in your own head? Gosh, I don't know. Someone's gonna do it. Oof. So okay, so she gets uh, charged with all these things: third degree murder, third degree grand theft, and resisting an officer. They dropped the murder charge. Hmm. Is this lady like the son of a diplomat or something? <laughs> like, what in the actual heck here? Like, like nothing seems to stick to this lady. Okay, so all that leads us to today, where a little <laughs> over two weeks ago, she was arrested and charged with Grand Theft Auto. I want to read you the detailed report that the police officer on scene had to write. Now consider the massive number of cases that Jocelyn's been involved with and how many police have been involved in her poop nanigans. I'd love to see how high the paperwork stacks in the criminal life of friggin' Jocelyn. Mm-hmm. Anyway... Here's the report to the officer, Robert Bobby Brooks, I kid you not, that is his name, Officer Robert Bobby Brooks, not to be confused with Brooks, the shoes brand, which I can neither confirm nor deny that he or any party may have been wearing during the incident in question. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So here's the, here's the report that he had to write. So on 9-27-21, the day after my birthday, he didn't write that, it is literally the day after my birthday. (sighs) At twenty fifty hours, which I don't even understand, that's like space time. I don't understand twenty fifty. Eight fifty. Um, DS Benjamin Arnold, what? Eight fifty. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Potato. Potato clamato. In that case, <laughs> not potato even potato. Know. Uh, DS Benjamin Arnoldy requested that I proceed to the Seven Eleven located at eighty two fifty West eighty two fifty World Center Drive in reference to a possible stolen vehicle, Arnoldy. Advised that he stopped at the business to put gas in his agency vehicle before proceeding to an off-duty job. Arnold D. advised that he made observed uh, that he observed a white Ford F three fifty pickup truck parked on a side road located next to the business. He also advised that he observed a white female, which he identified as Jocelyn Marie Villette. R. Jocelyn by Florida identification card, near the front of the business, walking away and leaving her belongings at the front door. Arnoldy stated that he observed that the female walked up to the pickup truck while a male followed her and yelled at her. Arnoldy stated that he observed the female walk to the pickup truck and stand on the driver's side rear tire and reach into the truck bed. Arnold Lee said that he then observed the female enter the passenger compartment of the truck via the driver's side door. Arnoldy said that he relocated to where the pickup truck was parked and asked the female if the truck belonged to her to which she replied it was not, and that she just got a ride from an unknown subject, and that when the truck ran out of gas, the male disappeared. Arnoldy made contact with the owner of Florida licensing which was attached to the truck so he can he confirmed that uh, who owned the truck Arnoldi said that the owner of the tag uh, advised him that his license tag had been stolen but not reported um, the gentleman said that his truck was in his possession oddly enough Arnoldy left the scene and contacted this deputy in order to make contact with both jocelyn and the truck i don't know how you contact jocelyn and a truck like the truck's not going to say much uh to see if it was stolen the truck did not respond i wrote i just added that part he obviously did you get stolen you know truck's not going to talk to you (laughs) arnoldy uh uh, flash
2: your wipers once for yes
1: (laughs) blink your headlights once for yes twice for no uh yeah, uh, He said, uh, upon my arrival, I checked out the, the truck as it sat on the side of the road next to the 7-Eleven. The truck was facing south and had the headlights and interior light on. The vehicle was unoccupied. Using the vehicle identification number, I confirmed via Orange County teletype that the vehicle was stolen on 926, my birthday. Ugh. He didn't say that. It's actually my birthday out of Osceola County, Florida. The vehicle was reported stolen to the Osceola County Sheriff's Office. At this time, I requested that an unmarked vehicle be en route to observe the pickup truck, but none were available. At the time, I took up a position of cover and where I could observe the truck without being spotted. This was done from behind the (laughs) 7-Eleven. Apparently, you can hide like behind 7 and it doesn't look suspicious. I didn't know this. <laughs> At this time, Corporal Michael Birch and Kendi Well William arrived to assist. At approximately 2144 hours, we observed a white male approach the pickup truck and open the front passenger door. At this time, a clear channel request was named and the male was secured. So they said, hey, stop right there and they secured him. Uh, I then observed Jocelyn as she walked away from the front of the 7-Eleven toward the CVS Pharmacy store located next door. So she kind of sees this whole thing go down. I think she's like,
0: "Oh, anyway. (laughs) Uh,
1: Gotta go get some beer and get a doctor's appointment. (laughs) exactly. (laughs) I made contact with the defendant and secured her. After walking back to the area where the pickup truck was parked, Arnold D. returned and positively identified the defendant As the same female who he observed inside the pickup truck, the defendant was placed in the back of my marked patrol vehicle without incident while searching the defendant's bag incident to arrest numerous key fobs, numerous key fobs and keys to other vehicles were found inside her backpack. These included keys to other Fords, Hyundai's, Kia's and Honda's. Also located within the backpack were six titles to other vehicles. Jeez. A passport and identification were also inside the backpack. These were collected and placed into evidence. William, uh, Detective Williams' supplemental report, the defendant was also carrying a boss amplifier oh, yeah. when I made contact with her. The attached license tag was removed from the pickup truck and it placed into evidence. The on-call auto theft detective was notified. It was processed and towed. Um, I read the defendant. Her Miranda rights, and she agreed to speak with me. I asked how she became, how she came to be in the vehicle. And she told me that an unknown male named Alex gave her and another subject a ride from the area near the mall to a gas station. Defendant did not know the subject's name and could not or would not provide any further information other than a description and a street name where he was going. The defendant was advised of the charges being filed against her and was transported to booking and release center without incident. My body cam uh, footage was activated during this time. Okay, the reason I read that is it's it's a little bit long, um, but a little bit. Can you imagine? That is probably the uh, the least of the interactions that police had with Jocelyn. Right. Right. And the amount of effort that goes into documenting all of these cases, and Jocelyn's just like screwing up. Yeah. And Jocelyn's just doing whatever the heck she wants. And every time, and we're just talking about the ones where she got caught too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Then multiply Jocelyn by however many thousands of people like Jocelyn are are just floating around Florida yeah. or your your hometown. Mm-hmm. And then we, and then we, and then we cri- are critical of cops.
2: <laughs> oh, I know. That's why they're so frustrated with you when you make a small mistake. I remember jaywalking once and the guy stuck his head out the window of the cop and he was like,
1: you
0: want to take it, you idiot?
2: And I was like, whoa, yeah. oh, cops are really high strung. It's like, yeah, he just came from like a three-car pileup where kids were dead in the back. And now you're just.
1: That happened to me. Yes. I got pulled over by a cop for speeding and I was going 10 miles an hour over. I was a little incredulous. I was like, okay, I guess, yeah, cool. Yeah. Okay, I guess I'll take a ticket. He goes back, writes the ticket, and he comes back, and he's teary-eyed. And he's like, man, let me tell you what I just dealt with. And he told me what he would just come from. And I was like, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I get it. And I apologized. You know, and it was you know, I can't imagine. I just can't. And then on top of that, you got to deal with crappy people. And if you choose, because your job compels you to have to get involved, yeah. if you choose to involve yourself to to uphold the law, then you get to write a bunch of paperwork about it. Yeah, the worst. <laughs> just, come on. Let's give him a little bit of credit, you know. I mean, I would be so jaded. I'd just be shooting people. I wouldn't even care. I'd see something going down. And I'm just like, boom, boom. Yeah. Okay, case closed. <laughs> right.
2: Can I leave now?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you might be innocent. Hopefully you are. I shot that guy. Now get out of here, you know. Oh, I'd be terrible at being a cop. Oh, me too. Okay, so my question is, do you think this stuff's going to land her in prison?
2: Probably not. For some reason. It should.
1: Yeah, I just... Like, just knowing that, okay, I guess in her backpack, she had a lot of incriminating evidence, mm-hmm. right? She's uh, like the catch-me-if-you-can catch, catch me if you can
2: guy that Leonardo DiCaprio played in that movie.
1: Yeah, it just seems like she's lost a couple kids. Mm-hmm. She beat she beat a dude and, like, had to go to court over it. Here she's, like, got a backpack, like, a whole, like, car lot full of people you know, <laughs> and yeah, do you, titles. Do you work for Enterprise? How do you get that many titles? Because unless, unless your brain fault has fallen out, you don't leave your title in your glove box. <laughs> so how does she have that many titles? That's it's amazing to me. Mm-hmm. So it makes me think she's either boosting the cars or she's some kind of intermediary. That's it. Where these are going to a chop shop, you
2: know. That's it. She's holding on to yeah. something that someone else has won on them.
1: Yeah. And the crazy thing is, she's probably smart enough to know if she just keeps her mouth shut, they've got to prove. Yeah guilt. They've got to prove that she was complicit. And so does she go to prison? I don't know. Probably. Absolutely not. Probably. I don't know. But I'm thinking that maybe we can start another podcast It's just called Friggin' Jocelyn (laughs) where we cover this walking mistake and catalog her journey from month to month. Seriously. Mm -hmm. I'm sure she'd keep us stocked with content. I think so too. You know, I'd like to blame just Jocelyn for all this, but nah, I'm just going to blame Jocelyn. Me too. (laughs) Also, (laughs) As little time as she served for all of the crap that she pulled, I think the proper course of action would have been to go and buy a lottery ticket if I were Jocelyn. Mm. With the kind of luck that she's been having in dodging long-term sentencing, she could have easily used that luck to win the lottery, I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, good call. There we have it. One more piece of crap flushed down the civil toilet. So you might be saying, come on, she had a bad upbringing. She had no shot. She wasn't given a fair shake. Nah. This gal puts a lot of energy into being a terrible person. Notice I didn't say put in past tense, like she put a lot of energy into this. She's still kicking it criminal style, and she deserves everything that she got, everything that can be thrown at her in the future, and some much more than she dodged from the past. She seems smart enough to be just dumb enough to get caught being close enough to be a criminal without being close enough to win the prison lottery. So... <laughs> We'll see. Maybe we will just start doing friggin' Jocelyn updates, and I'll tell you like where she's at. <laughs> the, yeah, because I can track her. She's so easy to track. Says every move she makes is recorded by the courts. And they have
2: to document <laughs> all of it. The guy that ended up getting shot by the police in that situation, he um, I looked into oh, it a little died. bit too. He died right, and he had five kids.
1: Yeah, yeah. <sighs> so he five kids dies. And, th- like, just this just tells you, like, the nature of Jocelyn, the frame of mind of Jocelyn and that other girl. They're like, he was dead, so we were out of there. Yeah. You know, I mean,
2: like. It almost felt like he got caught up with the wrong crowd. I'm sure he was part of the wrong crowd, too, but he was obviously dealing with some low-level criminals, too, that were likely. To, I mean, he's the one who kicked it into gear and started squishing that cop, so I can't stick up for him too much. But, I mean, I, he left five kids behind. A lot of kids were left in the in, in the wake of. Uh, these people's
1: totally, you know, totally selfish. I've act. also got to say that if you're the driver in a in a th- uh, robbery of a marshal's, one, it's not high dollar items because I mean, <laughs> the best you could do is like some like Aqua de Jo cologne. <laughs> I think you know the resale value on most of the clothes in there is already discounted, so you know what are you going to do? Yeah, so eh, just a bad choice all around. <laughs> Wow, um, yeah. So, hey, how about a happy ending? Man,
2: that left a real bad taste in my mouth. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, yeah, sure. I'll take, I'll take a happy ending.
1: Okay, hey, hey, Luna. Hey, hey, hey. Do you think Bomber is a cute name for a six-year-old? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I don't. What do you call him, Bomb? <laughs> hey, Bomb, <You're> Bombie. <laughs> it's weird. Well, the six-year-old Bomber and nine-year-old Remy Called 911 nine one one sixteen times in one day. All right. And everybody thought it was just so cute. That it even made the news. You ready for me to hit play on this? I'm ready. I like
2: the name Remy. That's a that's a good name for it. Yeah,
1: that's that's a pretty cool name. <laughs> Here we go.
4: Well, some dogs have a tendency to get a little into a little mischief, but this morning two pups took that to the next level. Yeah, I'm just
5: going to wonder how they ended up doing this. Somehow they dialed 911, not once, not twice, but 16 times. Fox 9 Sarah Danik is live in Lakeville tonight. And Sarah, you met the two uh, dogs that were behind all of this. So what gives? Yeah, yeah, I did it. Hey, for being so bad, they are so. Cute, yeah. Little Remy and Bomber were left alone at their home in Lakeville today, while their owner had to go to work. But little did anyone know the amount of ruckus they would get into today.
4: Have a seat.
5: Don't let these furry faces fool you. These two might just be the baddest boys in the neighborhood. The Papillon and the Hound are the newest partners in crime. Nine
0: one one. What's the address of the emergency?
3: So we were dispatched together to a 911 hang up call at a residence in Lakeville.
5: These are officers Michelle Roberts and Emily Bears. They've checked out their share of 911 hang up calls, but not like this.
3: It was just kind of weird. Usually people come to the door or seeing two dogs just go hyper, it's not something I see all the time.
5: They rang the doorbell, walked around the house, and were about to clear the call.
3: Shortly after clearing, uh, dispatch advised us they had multiple additional 911 calls and all they could hear in the background was dogs barking.
0: Hello. Hello 911.
5: And those 911 hang-up calls continued 16 times. The only suspects were these doggone residents.
3: Officer Roberts was able to get a hold of the owner and got in the home through the garage. I did check to see if they did want to go outside, if that was their reason for calling. They, they weren't interested. They more were interested in, in being pet at that point. Um, but went upstairs to uh, his office where the cell phone was, and it, it was on the desk. It was on emergency call only. So in theory, a dog could have dialed 911. It would just have to push push the screen with its its paw. Remy and Bomber had apparently taken matters into their own paws. So our assumption is the dogs were having a rough day, and it was the <laughs> dogs that were seeking assistance through 911. So what turns the best boys bad? We wanted to know ourselves,
5: so we asked Remy. We have some questions here at Fox 9 for you. Did you have a rough day? Maybe we'll never know the reason, and
3: maybe we don't need to. Anytime we can, we can laugh and talk about dogs calling 911 it's a uh, if that's the biggest news of our day that's a good day yeah
5: yeah you can see they didn't want to answer our questions so i guess guilty as charged there now the owner tells me that he was just stunned that this all happened he says he had no idea his dogs could make any kind of calls let alone to 911 and he said lesson learned he will be putting his phone away from now on
1: Okay. Well, you heard it from the dog's mouth. Actually, I don't know. You kind of heard it from an anchor person's mouth, but uh, dogs can apparently dial 911. I don't know. I they, They're all like, we don't know how it happened. Mm-hmm. You know, and in my head, I'm like, it probably didn't then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the dogs are barking in the background, but I don't, I don't. You feel like uh, they blamed
2: it on the dogs and they accidentally did it themselves or something? Is that what you say?
1: I feel like this might have been like one of those situations where a couple, like over six or seven glasses of Pinot Noir, yeah, you know, one night are like, "What in it?" You know what we should do? <sighs> it'd be so fun, and nobody—it'd be adorable. Like if you want, if you want to see your dogs become celebrities, like you're saying, you gotta get them on camera. <laughs> Best way to get Bomber on camera set it up, set it up. And, you know, I think that's how it went. You're better
2: at being drunk than I am, man. <laughs> Speaking drunk. Yeah, the, the uh, one's name was Remy. And, I, and in the news report, they said something about Papillon and Remy, but the other one's name is Bomber. And I thought that was interesting. Like, they didn't go further with that, but the book Papillon by Henri Cherrier, he's, he's the actual guy who was Papillon. They made movies about it, but there's a book, a really good book. I've mentioned it before. Banco, he wrote as well. Uh, there's a character in it named Remy. Ah. so I don't know where they were going with that, but the whole. Did, situ- was bomber a
1: character in it? No, bomber. N-
2: no, no. So I heard them mention pappy on there. So I don't, I don't know why they did, but to call sixteen times these dogs to be so focused on this phone—that's that's a pretty intelligent dog, like because they know they if they're doing it, they're seeing they're getting this reaction by pa- papping their. T- pappy on pappy Ink, tapping the their phone. their paw onto this screen and then the, the voices come out of it it's pretty smart dogs we got some pretty smart dogs and pretty smart kids and really stupid women on this uh episode <laughs> and and gentlemen as well including myself i'm
1: just trying to i'm trying to think through the logistics i let's say it's a landline so they got to knock the phone off the wall And then they got to press the button, the right buttons, or even if it's on speed dial, I guess maybe there's like maybe a big red button. It's one of those like cricket phones with like three buttons, like call my daughter. Yeah. Call the cops.
2: My understanding (laughs) of it was like, you know, you get that emergency SOS thing that's on your phone sometimes. Oh, yeah. It was set to that for whatever reason, just sitting there with that on. They just kept on tapping it with their paws. Uh, getting Yeah. Just
1: weird. Weird. I'll give them the credit of the benefit to the doubts.
2: You know how these news stations, they all play the same heartwarming story across all of their little Fox News outlets. It's almost like this was a setup. We need a
1: heartwarming story tonight. This is make one up. I got a couple of dogs. I got a couple of dogs. Hey, was there a a lady in the book named Officer Michelle Roberts? In Papillon? Yeah. No. No, because oh, she was one of the Lakeville Police Department officers that responded to the call. I didn't know maybe how far they were taking this. Uh, no, no, no. Staged.
2: They, they, they didn't go that no? far. I remember in Papillon, yeah, they well. kept on talking about a plan. They would call it, uh, it was like a little mental canister that you'd hoop and it would have your stuff in it. And they'd call it your plan. I remember that sticking really?
1: with me, yeah. Yeah, see, I'm getting, I'm, I'm thinking that they just ripped a page from Papillon and just tried to turn it into. I don't know. I haven't read the book, so I guess I should go. Through <laughs> you should, that.
2: man. You'd enjoy it. It's a great book, Papillon <laughs> by Henri Sherry, I highly recommend it. Really
1: good. I don't know what you just said. You said I'll I'll sure. I took on the drunk voice. <laughs> I'm tired. I'm gonna look that up on Amazon and see what shows up. <laughs> sure. How do you how do you type that? I'm just gonna use my fist. <laughs> <laughs> That's fun. Yep. Okay, well, um dogs and be a good person. Be better you know, here's a bar to set. Be better than Jocelyn. Start there. If you feel like you're not a good person, just you know. Do a little better than Jocelyn, mm. and I'm serious. I, I I actually have a service where I can track a person's name, and it gives me alerts if it shows back up in the court system. Oh, I've got I got Jocelyn on book, bookmark oh, here. Yeah, your phone's gonna be going off, man. I'm tracking her. Yeah, so friggin' Jocelyn. All right, hugs everybody.
0: Hey everybody, it's Bean Bean. I thought I would do the art show for then a bunch. For listening to this podcast and putting my weird dad in your earbuds, and also thank you for the support and helping us to pay the bills. Find us on Patreon, where you can find a ton more content. Hugs, everybody!